welcome to this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Chris Brown. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net. Well, last week was Easter. I hope you enjoyed uh, hot cross buns, Easter eggs, and uh, more importantly, just a a time to appreciate the the meaning of Easter, the message. Uh, And I I want you to reflect with me this morning on that, because that weekend we say, oh, it made all the difference. It's the game changer. It's the centre point of history. But why is that? What is it about the Easter message or the Christian message that makes all the difference. Uh, When you read Mark's gospel, you get to the end, chapter 16, and you read about the resurrection of Jesus. And then a little while later, you read his final words of encouragement and instruction just before he ascends to heaven. And in that passage, Jesus said this to his disciples and to us as his followers today. He said, I want you to go and preach the gospel to all creation. Preach the gospel to all creation. We call that the Great Commission. And people joke and say, it's not just the great suggestion, it's a commission, it's a calling. God is wanting us to run with this and to share this gospel. Well, what is the gospel? You may know that the the word gospel is an old English word and it simply means good news. But again, you could say, okay, so what's the good news? What's the essence of this good news? And that's what I want to think about this morning, because let's face it, we need to hear some good news. There's a lot of bad news uh, in the media, the constant counting of the death toll from the COVID-19 virus and focusing on all the, the drama and disillusionment that's in the world and you want to be careful Uh, it's good to be informed but just be careful that you're not overwhelmed by so much bad news Uh, and so I've got some good news for you in fact this is the very best news you can hear the essence of the Christian faith the meaning of Easter the gospel message that we carry and share is basically that regardless of all the bad news that's going on Uh, there is good news for us because of Jesus, because of what he's done. But how does that pack down? Let's let's look at the four key elements of the gospel message or the, the story of the gospel. The first part of the gospel message is all about relationship because God loves you. That's a game changer right there. You, 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 we could stop, you could turn this off, you could go into your bedroom or go for a walk on the beach and just stop and think about that. You could study the scriptures and find a lot of evidence and verses that just communicate that truth that God loves you just the way you are. That's amazing. And the Bible tells us that. And he, it also tells us that he wants to live in relationship with us. Well, John 3.16, you may have heard this verse, perhaps the most well-known verse in the Bible, says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Did you hear the beginning of it? For God so loved the world, everyone in the world, the whole world, 
equally, fully, completely. God's got no favourites. He wants everyone to enjoy being with him, being in relationship with him forever. And, 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 and that, that starts here and now. And then he wants us to have a relationship that's sweet and strong and that carries right through death off into eternity, into heaven. And that's why their promise there is that we will not perish but have eternal life. So that's awesome. That's God's love. But we have a problem. Houston, Narara, Earth, we all have a problem. Because the second part of the gospel story is rebellion that ruins the relationship because we've all rebelled against God. In fact, we can't even, we can't even help it. Ever since Adam and Eve disobeyed God, rebelled against God in the Garden of Eden, we have sin in our veins. The, the theologians call it the doctrine of, of uh, what is they call it, the, of original sin. And, um, and so we are born with this propensity to rebel against God. We have choices, but we all sin. And the Bible tells us that. Romans 3 verse 10 declares that there is no one righteous, not even one. And then a few verses later, Romans 3.16 says, All have sinned and all fall short of the, glorious, the glory of God. Some translations say of God's glorious standard. We've all sinned. Now, we've all done the wrong thing. And in doing so, we break that relationship that we can have with God because he's holy and perfect and our imperfection ruins the relationship. Now, some people pretty obviously sinners and you might think, well, I'm, you know, I'm not a terrible person. Well, sin is sin and even the best of us get it wrong. Uh, we're not perfect. Take my dear wife, for example. Now, she's not here this morning with me, uh, so I can throw her under the bus. But of course, she's, I think, preaching next week, so she'll have her turn to get me back. But um, she was a very good girl at school, from what I hear, and she's always been someone who likes to do the right thing, and it's very good. Uh, but, you know, just last week we went for a bushwalk, and we walked from Crackneck uh, Lookout to Forrester's Beach. And um, as you may know, if you've been up there, there's this lovely view out to the east, to the coast, with death-defying cliff edges. But there's also a lovely view, especially late in the afternoon when we were there, to the west, looking out towards Bado Bay. And there's a little ledge. We're walking along and she said, I'll stop here and stand up on this little ledge and, uh, and look at the view. And the sun was just about to set. And the, just below the ledge is, is a little drop. It was only about a metre. And then it just goes into some brush uh, and then it falls away, a little slight slope, you know. And I did the tell your mum I saved you thing, which... I think all the men and all the boys would know what I mean, uh, you know, where you grab someone's shoulders and you shake them a little bit when they're standing on the edge. And of course, you don't let go. You just give them a little, <gasps> and you tell your mum I saved you. That's the big joke. And uh, I do it to Ruth and she rolls her eyes. Oh, really? I go, oh, come on, babe. You know, and you know, she thinks I'm just being childish, which is true. Uh, but uh, I said, well, come on, you know, you know you've, you've done that before. She says, I've never done it. I went, oh, hang on, hang on. Seriously, I said, I've 
I've probably done that a million times and I'm probably not exaggerating. All the time, growing up, every time we're near a cliff or we're climbing houses that were being built when we were growing up, you know, tell your mum I saved you. Ha ha. Big joke. I said, you've got to do it at least once. I don't have to do it. It's unkind. I went, babe, it's just a joke. Come on, you can do it. Here, here. So she just says, all right, tell your mum I saved you. And then she just pushes me and she just pushes me off the ledge and I'm off balance and I land on this bush uneven ground and fall and roll down the hill and of course she says there now I've done it I'm lying on the ground going no you that you didn't do it that's not tell your mum I saved you that's that's attempted murder that's just pushing someone that's and I'm so glad we weren't facing the other side to the east or I wouldn't be here and I said to her I said if we had done that when we were kids we'd all be dead that's not it oh well you know, I mean, of course she knew what she was doing she, it's not like she didn't get the thing she just didn't think that it was that funny um but i still put that down as her bad and as i said everyone makes mistakes and um she, not only she did she just made me fall down a hill but she missed the fun of the little tell your mama savior anyway uh back to the bible which one of my kids asked me about the other day because they said oh dad you often say that you tell a story and then you say oh back to the bible I mean, okay, but I should give you the reason we say that because once early on in the days of C3 Church, in the mothership in Oxford Falls, Pastor Phil Pringle was preaching, and this is way back in the 80s when we were DY Christian Centre, not even Christian City Church, and Phil is a wonderful storyteller, world-famous preacher, and he's telling a story at one point, and an old lady's voice yelled out from the back, back to the Bible, please. And everyone sort of looked around and thought, who are you? Anyway, so we've always loved that. And that's why perhaps I sometimes just tell myself back to the Bible. So I guess now it's time to get back to the Bible. Um, The point is, no one's perfect. And regardless of the level of sin, the fact that we're imperfect means that we can't approach God's perfection. There's a disconnect. We fall short of his glorious standards and the chance of us having a relationship with God on the basis of how good we are or attempts by ourselves are just not going to make it. So we need some outside assistance to rebuild or restore this relationship. And that's where the third part of the gospel story is all about that outside assistance. So that's redemption. Because redemption means to buy something back, to bring something back, to own something once again. And that is exactly what Jesus did. Romans 5 verse 8 tells us, uh, God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So God loves us. Our sin has ruined that connection. And then even though we don't deserve it while we were still sinners it says Jesus came and died for us in our place because justice demands punishment for wrongdoing or rebellion or sin and Jesus has taken that punishment for our sin on himself by dying on the cross and the Bible says in First uh, Corinthians chapter 6 you've been bought with a price And that price is the blood of Jesus, the life of Jesus, God's only son. He sent him because you were so valuable. That's, I mean, Jesus is the most valuable, precious commodity in the universe. 
that, that God had and yet Jesus was the only one that could pay the price and God was willing to do that, to send him to pay the price. And so that puts value on you. That, that shows you how much you're worth in God's eyes. Isn't that amazing? Maybe you've seen um, that object lesson. Do you remember cash? I, I just don't. I used to criticise my, criticize my kids not having enough cash with them, but I'm like, I feel all trendy and millennial now with my phone app and all that, so I don't carry cash. But do you remember when we used to have cash, there's a fun object lesson. People would get out a 50 or $100 note and uh, they'd then roll it in the mud and dirty it up and rub it with dirt and scrunch it up and, and the dirt is a picture of our sin and how our lives are muddied and and scrunched up by our life and our sin and our mistakes and, and, and how dirty we appear to God. But at the same time, the value of the money isn't lost. So you can go to a shop with that money and the shopkeeper might not appreciate the dirt on the, the note, but it's still got the same value that the original maker of the money intended it to have. And so that's the same for us in God's sight. We get dirtied and muddied by our sin, but beneath that, beyond that, sin is value that God has implicitly put in our lives by creating us to be in relationship with him. And he's shown that by sending Jesus. And so no matter what we've done with our lives, no matter how much we've messed things up, uh, we're still valuable in his sight. He still loves us and he sent Jesus because of that to help us. And we never lose the value that he has on our lives. And so, so we have God's desire for relationship. We have our rebellion. Then we have this redemption made possible by Jesus. Well, there's one more important part of the gospel story, and you'll be pleased to know it does begin with the letter R. It's our response because it's up to each one of us to decide what to do about Jesus, to determine who he will be in our life. John's Gospel in the first chapter talks about Jesus coming to earth and the effects that that had. And he says in verse 12, to all who received him, that's Jesus, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. Isn't that awesome? To those who received him and believed in him, they are given this right to become the children of God. But notice it's our choice. It's our decision. And of course, making no decision is a decision itself. Some people say, oh, yeah, I know, I kind of know God is there and I've heard and I figure he loves me or I used to walk with him, but I'm having a good time on my own. But on my deathbed, maybe later, I'll put it off or I'll figure it out and I'll think about it. Well, that's a decision. That's basically a no. And we don't want to say no to God. If you're smart, you'll say yes. Yes, Jesus, I believe. Yes, Jesus, forgive me. Yes, Jesus, be my Lord and I'll follow you wherever you lead. Because I tell you, I did that more than 40 years ago and it's the best decision I've ever made in my life. Made plenty of bad ones, a few good ones, and that's the best of them all. And many others would say the same. And notice the reward for that response. We become children of God. And that's why we say the church is a family. Because it really is. Not just a cute 
poetic, theoretical concept, not just a, you know, sort of a kumbaya vibe that we are, oh, yeah, church is a family, it's really sweet, I mean, cuddle and connect and community. And, no, no, it's a, it's, it really is. It's a, it's a family. The Bible calls us brothers and sisters, spiritually bonded together, brought together, built up together. It's amazing. And of course, we're, we're imperfect. The kids muck up. <laughs> wow. I mean, you know, I've raised kids, four natural ones, some foster kids, and I know all about kids mucking up. And uh, we, uh, kids, in God's sight, we muck up. We do the, but, but we have a perfect father who pulls us together, keeps us together, disciplines us when we need it, loves us, protects us, provides for us. And especially in times like this where people are shaky, maybe worried, scared, what do I rely on? How do, what, what can I belong to? Where can I go? What are, you can go to the Lord. You can, you can follow the gospel message right through to this response by saying yes to Jesus and you enter the family of God. That's awesome. And notice that this is an ongoing connection and commitment. It's not just a one-off. We are always renewing that engagement of our heart with God. We are constantly, daily, turning from our sin, turning to Him, receiving forgiveness, being redeemed, being blessed, and focusing on following Him. And so, and also, let me finish with this, part of our calling in this family as we walk with the Holy Spirit, follow the Lord Jesus, is to share our faith, which is exactly what Jesus commanded us to when I read from uh, the book of Mark, when I said he, he told us to go and preach the gospel. And so that's part of our calling. And as I said, this is good news and people need to hear that. You need to hear that. If you already know the Lord Jesus as your Saviour, that's awesome. Just be refreshed and renewed and encouraged today. And also just take those four points and think, yeah, that's pretty much the story of my life. And then you might want to play that out for yourself, figure out what does that look like in your life? And then there's a packaged, uh, authentic story that you can share with someone else. You can think through, yeah, where, you know, how God loved me, how I rebelled, how I repented and was redeemed, and how I responded to Jesus and where I am as a result. And that's your story in part of God's story and you can share that with others so their story can also become part of God's wonderful bigger story that's the story of the gospel We hope you've enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net.